Coming up in this episode, we'll talk about when, if ever, it's time to start riding a trike. You ready, Randy? I'm ready. All right. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. If you ride as much as I do, then you're putting a lot of miles and wear and tear on your bike. Now, whether you ride a lot or a little, do yourself a favor and go buy Heartland Honda in Springdale, the first Level 5 Honda powerhouse in Arkansas. Their red level technicians can keep you rolling. Plus, Heartland Honda has a huge selection of Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides with excellent financing options. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call, 479-751-7022. Hardland Honda. Work hard, play hard. Summertime in the Ozarks. It's a great time to get out and explore the beautiful scenery. Do yourself a favor and put Brad Bradshaw's number in your phone. 417-333-3333. You never know when a relaxing ride will be interrupted with an unforeseen accident. Brad's a physician, surgeon, and a lawyer, so he can help you with all the aspects of your situation. After the show, check them out online at bradbradshaw.com. Remember, save that number. It's stupid easy. 417-333-3333. Welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. With me, as always, is Randy Lewis from BikeWorks in Urbana, Missouri. What up, Craigalicious? Same thing as always up. Nothing. So, in everybody's life comes a time when they're a motorcycle rider that they have if they even if they're young, if they haven't thought about it at least once in passing, what would it take to start riding a trike? Mm. Um that's a tough subject for a lot of people. It is. Truthfully. And it has a lot to do with pride. I think you're right there. And yeah. age. I will admit that I used to be that guy that maybe not outwardly, but in my mind I would make fun of trike, trike riders. riders. <laughs> and I would say, I will never Ever. Ever ride a trike. Yeah. Which I don't yet. Yeah. But uh, I tell you what, and now that I'm getting longer in the tooth, I haven't got to the point in my life where I'm thinking I need to start planning and how my trike's going to look and be built because it won't be off the shelf. But rather, I am to the point where I'm thinking, okay, I acknowledge that sometime within the next five to, I don't know, 10 years, a trike will be my main... It might be a real realization, huh? A realization. Yeah, I get guys in the shop constantly talking about, you know, I'm getting too old, I can't hold up a bike, I want to go to something smaller because I can't hold up a Ultra Classic or, a, you know, anything big, a Goldwing, whatever, what have you. It always comes back to, in their mind, they're like... I just don't want to admit that I'm getting to the point where I can't physically hold up a motorcycle anymore. Now, I'm not talking about the dude that's never been on one. I'm talking about the guy that's probably been riding since the 50s, 60s, you know, that they've been on two wheels for longer than they've 
you know, been riding a motor. Like they've literally been on two wheels as long as they can remember. Like they've never had anything else, never worn anything else, never even thought about anything else. And I think the biggest part of it is guys get to where they, it literally just comes down. They don't want to admit that they can't do something. You know, men are prideful people. It might be a downfall or whatever, but you know, it's just kind of come to the point with most people where am I going to continue riding in is riding meaning I'm going to be on a trike. Well, you hit the nail on the head there. It is a prideful thing. Some people it doesn't bother, but if you have a lifetime history of just riding on two wheels, it's a mental speed bump to think that I can't ride a two-wheeled vehicle anymore. It's it's a lot of pride, but the key thing here is you're still out riding. That's, <laughs> that's the deal. It. Yeah, that's it. And it really comes down to a lot of guys with that, you know. I'm going to get to the point where I either have to give up riding or go to a trike. The guys that I know, they would refuse to give up riding. I'll go to know. a trike yeah. anytime. Except for one of those spiders. Ooh, is that a trike? It is a trike, but it's a it's a bass backwards trike, and I'm sorry. That's a matter of personal taste. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess if you're into... Uh, I'm going to piss a lot of people off, but that's a butt-ass ugly vehicle. Oh, man. I I get down with you on that. Uh, the Can-Am Spider really is what it is. And there's another one that's a trike, but it's more like a car. Oh, the Polaris Slingshot made by your company. I know it, but call it what you will. That uh, Slingshot, it's even uglier than the Spider. Yeah, I don't get it, you know tough tinsel if you don't like this statement but that is not a motorcycle it's not it's not a trike it's a it car is, with missing a wheel in the back yeah it's not even in the industry for me um you know urkel used to drive something like that yeah it was the other way but that was not a freaking motorcycle or a trike That's exactly like i right. do not see how you can classify it as that so there comes a time where you're going to say okay i'm going to choose to go to a trike so now you have an option you can go with a factory Harley trike. Uh, I don't know of any other company that makes a factory trike. Honda has uh, trikes, but they are kits that they put together for you. Yeah, and they don't for come sure. from the the uh, factory floor. Yeah, I don't believe that Honda produces a line or a model that is a trike that they manufacture. I but believe... Harley's is. Yes. Yes. From my knowledge, limited as that made might be. in Milwaukee or Bangladesh? <laughs> I had to take a shot. Yeah. I'm sorry. Bang your face is where it's made. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the option is now, let's say that you're a rider, regardless of the bike that you have. And yeah. I'm posing this to you because I've seen your work and what you have done. So I know the answers. Joe Schmo listening doesn't. And this is not an advertisement for you, but in generally speaking, you can keep the bike you currently have and love and make a trike out of it. Yeah, yeah, And I'm for not sure. talking about, and please, don't get me started on this. The guys that go and buy these kits that are literally training wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah, the side yeah, of your bike. I'll throw it out there. Voyager is the main manufacturer of those. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those. No. If you're a baller on a budget and you can't hold up your bike, there are... A couple of other options for you, okay? Um, Voyager, I think they're like high-end models, $4,500, $5,500, something like that, where it's full fenders, lights, a bunch of extra stuff. They are a bolt-on 
kind of a turnkey, everything you need. Yeah. You retain your factory rear fender. You retain your factory drive wheel. This has a carriage, a couple brackets that bolt onto the frame, a couple brackets that bolt onto the rear wheel. And then you roll this trike, essentially training wheels underneath of it, bolt them up. It's like a 10 or 15 minute process. Once you get it all set up to go from two wheels to uh, an extra set of wheels, we'll call it. It does allow you to keep riding, but yes, it seems like it's a little dangerous because you're now into four wheels, two of them being training wheels. We'll just call them that, mm-hmm. even though you're not learning to ride. <laughs> they don't ride flat to the ground, do they? Actually, not to correct you, they do. No, you're going to, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay. They do ride flat on the ground, and what they have is like a leaf spring style design, and those parts bolt up to your rear wheel. Um, What you feel is the factory suspension. That's what you feel when you ride. Now, these leaf springs that go to the tri-kit or training wheel kit, they keep both wheels positively planted onto the ground at all times. There is a little bit of a lean to the motorcycle with that setup. It's not much. It's like two or three degrees or something like that. And those leaf springs just keep those outrigger wheels, training wheels, whatever you want to call them, planted on the ground at all time. This is not the same thing that I had pictured in my mind. I've seen quite a few of these things that are literally training wheels bumper wheels where they ride off the ground yeah. and you, if you lean too far they catch you yes yeah i don't know of any kit that's like that anymore you know when they first came out they may have been like that but that is ridiculously unsafe oh yeah so you got your bike and regardless of what make or model it is you want to make it into a, a true trike yeah that can be done can't it oh yeah for sure doesn't matter a metric standard yeah. doesn't matter yeah. who, where, where, and what. You can turn it into a good yeah. truck. And, and in fact, there's multiple kits available. Um, there's a kit now out there that you retain the rear wheel, and then there's two wheels up front. They're side by side, and you can still use your kickstand. Um, there's a lot of kits. There's a company, or there's a shop, rather, not too far from us that does a lot of this. And it puts two wheels up front. Um, they're narrow. You can go, you can, there's I've different kits. That. Yeah, you can go a little bit wider. And then the bike still leans like a two-wheeler. Not to the degree that a two-wheeler does, but it does Is it self-standing? I mean, you get off, you don't have to put a kickstand down or anything? Um, I think, now I could be wrong. I'm not too up on this, but I think there's a way to lock it out to where it does. But from what I remember... You still use your kickstand. It leans over that far. It's just adds stability is what it does. It's not like, you know, the Can-Am Spider where they're way out there and it's stationary with independent suspension. Now there is obviously somewhat of an independent suspension to them, but it's a little bit closer to a two-wheeler feel than going to a trike. That'd be an option. Yeah, yeah. But then with slow speeds, you know, it holds it up. It it keeps it upright. It keeps it to where it doesn't just want to fall flat on its side. Now, what do you do about somebody such as myself who probably within the next five little more years wants to go ahead and keep my bike? So basically, I want to have a bike that is uh, unlike anybody else's. Who doesn't? Well, exactly. Are you talking about like... Black on black with chrome and like everybody else's. Or no. are you talking about like... I'm talking like making a trike where the wheels sit in real tight. Yeah. And they're big, wide, extra wide Mickey Thompsons. Who's that fella up in California that builds those bikes? Uh, I think you're talking about Russ Mitchell. Russ Exile Mitchell. Toppers. Look him up if you don't uh, know who we're talking about. Yeah. And uh, his bike style 
is right down my wheelhouse. Here's something funny. I'll give you a little backstory on Russ Mitchell. We're not buddies, okay? I don't know him. He doesn't know me to the degree that this is going to seem like. That dude used to be a model. Yeah, like he came from across the pond, and his big start in America was being a model. Like he's a cute guy, if you can say that. Oh my God. <laughs> like he's, like he was a model, and then did this on the side, and then obviously grew into being what he is now. But that's the American dream. Like he came over as a model, and now he's a freaking motorcycle shop, custom builder, all that crap. Okay. Anyway, it, it, it strikes me as peculiar that you would actually follow that and know that. Dude, I just, I love the motorcycle industry so much that I but like you knowing about know these people. You want to know every aspect of that individual. Yeah, I am. I'm a freaker like that. Like, I want to know. Dude's making it. Like, he's he's been on Discovery Channel, like, biker build-offs and bullshit like that. Oh, yeah, that's where I discovered him. Yeah, exactly. Like, interesting people intrigue me. Like, I want to know about them. Just everything about the industry, about the people that are in it, what makes them tick. I'm a freak like that. But you anyway, are, back to what we were talking about. You are a freak. Yeah. Let's establish that right out of the gate. Yeah, many women have said that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, shoot. Anyways, what would it take to turn my bike into something like that? Okay, so there's a Because whole... there is no kit. But then there's no kit for anything that has been done to my bike. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So what you're talking about is it's called a swing arm replacement. Um, basically it's a new drive axle that is a trike configuration that bolts up to your factory swing arm locations. A lot of them have external shocks. I believe a kit for yours would have a mono shock individual so that you can retain your factory shock because it's, it's about, so you would be point. adding two shocks or no? Well, yours, you know, mine is different Yeah, and you should know you built it. Yeah. It yours, is a one-off custom shock that you cannot get in anywhere this is true yours would have came factory with like a fox i call it a mono shock because there's just one and it's lateral it's horizontal to the ground um what they do is they let you retain that factory shock they move it back to the back and make it vertical now so there's a subframe that goes on where your seat would bolt on and then there's a bracket on the swing arm that lets you retain that one shock so there's no need for air ride bullshit there's always a need for air ride huh. So what we would do is just on yours, we'd just fab up new brackets to mount your air shocks. Um, but to the lamer and to the guy that's just like, hey, you know, I've got a bike. I'm really comfortable. I'm familiar the, with do it. Do these have some type of a um, car style rear ends? Yeah. See, there's, there's a handful of different ways to do it. Um, shaft drive bikes have got like a traditional rear end and a car would be it's offset a little bit. Right. Um, axle on the right side is longer than the axle on the left side. Belt drive guys, there's a big belt drive housing that goes through there, and they have what's like a limited slip style differential. So when you're straight line riding, both wheels are locked up. The problem with trikes are is when you want to make a turn, if it's just a straight live axle, posi track, if you will, you know, one wheel wants to turn at the same rate as the outer wheel. Through manufacturing, we've realized that that's not feasible. You know, it makes it buck. It makes one wheel want to like chirp on the ground and the other one, it just, right. it doesn't travel at the same rate when you turn. One has to spin. Yeah. And one has to slip a little bit to get it to where you have a smooth transition. So there's so many kits out there that let you do that. It's usually a differential that's in there, whether it be a belt drive or a, a regular pumpkin is what I always call them on cars, you know, the third member. So there's, there's just different options as far as that goes. 
Now, where it gets into be the expensive part is the body. How do you want it to look? You know, full fenders and a trunk or no fenders or no trunk. That's where your cost really comes in is how you want it to look. That's where the ticker starts going up and up and up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, You know, I'm a big believer in let's just build whatever you want. You know, that's what's great about Honda in selling their quote unquote trikes. You know, you can go buy a brand new Honda. You want a trike, the manufacturer or the Honda dealership puts a trike kit onto it. Now you get to pick and choose independent suspension, air ride suspension, you know, not independent. You know, if you want big sweeping fenders or short fenders or extra lights or not extra lights, like you get to almost build the bike that you want and then it's put on and assembled by Honda. So, you know, it's legit, you know, it's not right. just some, and it has the same warranties and all that. Yeah. It's not some shade tree mechanic just going, well, I think we can make this work. You know, it's, it's all done to a, to a very professional installation. So essentially you are getting a brand new Honda trike. Yes. Yes. Even though that the kit comes from somebody else. Correct. And that's what's great. And I is, believe those are those are covered under Honda warranty as well. I believe so. We'd have to talk to Heartland Honda to make sure, but I believe so. Yeah. So what would somebody be, I mean, the cost, you're getting into a really gray area here, but let's say for thinking process, uh, somebody's thinking about doing something like this, and the prices can go from next to nothing to you've just won the lottery of course yeah, yeah but let's say forget about the body work just the mechanics of it putting it together mm-hmm. what kind of numbers could somebody think okay. about spending that's a good that's a good thing um so we'll start back at the basics harley makes a factory trike called a tri-glide granted it's generic everybody out there can go buy one you and know they bas- all look the same yeah, within color combinations, but right. it's the same wheels. You could put a bumper on the back with a hitch. I mean, it is about as generic as you could possibly get. Base price on those, my numbers might be off, but I want to say they're like thirty, thirty-two thousand dollars base price for a factory triglide right now. And then you can option them up with the big motor package, things like that. They can near thirty-eight to forty thousand dollars. Now let's go to the other route where you get, say, a Honda or any other brand of motorcycle, there are kits, and they vary. Um, average cost of a kit usually starts on a Honda or something like that, around fifteen dollars to $17,000, I think is what they are. And again, my numbers might be off, but that's about what you're looking at. It's fifteen dollars to $17,000 for the kit. Now, on top of that, you're going to have labor for the install and paint right. and things like that. Um, Some manufacturers of your trike kits, what they'll do is they'll send you the body color matched and pre-painted. So all you have to pay for is labor getting it installed. Now there's other options as far as that go. Say you don't want a full body. There's a company that's not too far from us called Frankenstein Trikes. Um, There's one in Kansas City. I think it's called Bikes to Trikes. You can get their axles and you can get their fenders and their wheels and you can buy it piece by piece for whatever you want, whatever your taste is. Um, I did a trike, I don't know, a couple years back, three or four years. Yeah. The Sportster trike. I bought it. That was a badass trike, man. Dude, that thing was dope. I know. I can't believe she got rid of it so fast. Yeah. I never got rid of that thing. It just didn't, didn't enjoy riding. Basically what that came down to is her husband wanted her to have this and he wanted to build this bike. 
So he commissioned me to build it, and she was just like, eh, I've never been into it, whatever. Whatever. So what I did with that particular one is I bought their axle and their swing arm replacement. Well, then I came back and I built my own custom fenders. I had wheels special order just for it. I tuned the suspension to where it wasn't just factory Sportster shocks. Took the fender off and did a completely different back end on it. So you get a tailor fit when you buy a kit of exactly what you want. You're not buying what everybody else has because it's the only option. You get to buy the parts that you want from certain companies. On that bike, are you comfortable with saying on what it costs to be built other than the cost of the bike itself? Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. The axle cost me the the whole rear end it cost me about fifty five fifty six hundred dollars now granted it was it was just machined aluminum there's no other option so i went through took the entire thing apart broke it down to nuts and bolts had it all powder coated black so it would fit the theme what we were going with and then the fenders i think i had about six or seven hundred dollars in building the fenders. Man, those are wide tires too. Yeah, dude. Now the wheels cost me. They cost me about eighteen hundred bucks. And what I did was Each I did or for the pair. For the pair, that was just the wheels. I took a replica thirty-four Ford Dayton wire wheels out of California, built them for me. They were fifteens, but they were also twelve and a half wide. Like they do a fifteen by ten, but they didn't have that extra two and a half inches. So 15 by 12 and a half, I ran Mickey Thompson sportsman tires on it. And then we painted everything black. And then where the fender was, I built brackets and put in Africa zebra wood is what it was called. I had a guy make me a big, huge plank. And then what I did is I drew out the design on it, took it to one of my buddies that's a cabinet shop and he cut it out and then radiused it and shaped it. And then I went and mounted it to the bike. And then did a whole bunch of lighting options in the back where you couldn't see the tail lights, but two individual lights were run light, brake light, tail lights, everything, turn signals, everything. So what'd you have into it? Um, total cost. What did the customer have into it? With or without the bike. Without the bike. Assuming the bike's already been paid about, for. About $14,000. For the build. Yep. Finished, done. Plus the cost of the bike, whatever that was. Yeah, which it was a Sportster 48 that was relatively new at the time. I think it was a year old. So they were... All right, I'll be self-serving. What would it cost to do my bike very similar to that? About the same? Yeah, pretty close, I'd say. You're probably going to have... Friends and family discount around (laughs) $3,000? Yeah, I'll work like a slave to do that. Yeah, I knew you would. Yeah, so... That gives people an idea if you're going the straight from the ground up custom route. Right. But boy, that'd that'd be a truck you'd be proud to ride on. Oh man. And that's what's, that's where your price does go up a little bit is when you add custom touches, stuff that you can't just buy off the shelf, that bolt on stuff that I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's easy. It's tried and it's true, but it's generic. It's blase. It's freaking yeah, oatmeal. Well, you know, and, I, and I'll say it, 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 you get into the vanity that's, and they call it what it is. Mm-hmm. It's the vanity part of life. You know, yeah. I want that bike that People turn their head and go, wait a minute. What was that? What was that? Yeah. Let's take a closer look at that. Yeah. And if you say that, oh, that doesn't interest you, I'm calling you out. <laughs> Here's something that people don't think about when they convert to a trike. Exhaust options. You know, it's now. It's weird you should say that because while you're describing what you were doing to that Sportster, mm-hmm. I was thinking about my bike. What kind of exhaust would I have? Yeah. So 
when you do that, most say metric or even Harleys, they have a single side exhaust, right? So now you got an axle running where your exhaust used to be. What do you do? So your options are go to something short or something that turns out or dumps in front of that axle, or you go the other route and you just build whatever the frick you want. That's what I like. Let's yeah. build something radical and something different. So that's another thing to think about is what do you do with your exhaust? Because it's not a normal configuration now. You know, on a Honda, it comes out both sides. That's that's relatively easy. On a factory tri-glide, what they have is they have trike extensions. And what it does is it comes out and then kicks up and then goes out the back a little bit. And then on a factory tri-glide, it bolts normal touring-style mufflers up. So you have that option too. But who wants the same thing as everybody else, right? Not me. Yeah. Absolutely not. Well, you may not be thinking about it right now, but... Hopefully now that we've talked about it, sometime in your life, assuming you live long enough, <laughs> you will be thinking about it, and you may be there at that point right now. So it gives you some things to ponder on. Here's some another option. A lot of guys don't think about it very much, but this, I think, is the option that I would go, sidecar. I saw yesterday at Walmart Supercenter a guy pull in with a regular Harley and an old beat-up Rustic kind of looked like a uh, rat rod sidecar, <laughs> and it was cool. And he had a little bulldog in it, in it yeah. with goggles and a little leather helmet on. Think about this scenario. Say you're getting to the age where you, you need the stability, right? But a trike is just like two hot dogs in one bun weird. Throw a sidecar on there. Now you can haul two women at one time because you have your factory back seat and then a whole sidecar to stick another one in there. Or dudes, if you're a woman, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. But for the guys Not that do... Not making any judgments here. Yeah, yeah, we're we're equal in everything that we do, right? So think about this. Say you do a lot of long trips, long hauling. A trike, you're almost, I mean, yeah, you have more storage space than factory, but you're also limited. Now you've got a flipping five, six foot long sidecar. Size of a trunk of a car. Yeah, you could pack that prick full of stuff and still cruise i've know? always fancied the idea of going cross country with a sidecar on an old vintage indian yeah yeah but i'm not a good enough mechanic to do that you don't have enough money to do that <laughs> well, let's there, be straight there is that. <laughs> yeah i mean those things those things cost i did redo one for a guy years ago it was a 47 indian chieftain that we did a sidecar on and made it all period correct there's some dollar bills in it let me tell you that but, I mean, there's another option right there. Say you can't get past the idea of saying, I'm on a trike, you know, go to a sidecar. And another thing that's cool about a sidecar is, is, you know, they mount to what would be the passenger side of a motorcycle because you're not going to stick the, the sidecar towards oncoming traffic. So you bank it to the right, get a little bit harder to steer. But this is what's badass about a sidecar you can still bank to the left super hard and lift that sidecar up in the air and freak whoever is in it out to no end. Like you could not trick ride, but you can lift that sidecar up if you wanted to. That'd and, be cool. Yeah. And just freak somebody out. Yeah. Again, a sidecar, you got to have a dog, a big ass dog though, a bloodhound. Yeah. I'm not talking about those little itty bitty dogs that ride on your tank with you and you know, 
just reminds me of an old lady driving a Cadillac in a smoking robe with a big ass Virginia Slim out there holding. I can think dog. of a, a couple of things, but I'm not going to say anything. But <laughs> I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Okay. So that's another option. You pull up to a stoplight. Now your sidecar's on there. You're still on a two wheeler, just with a sidecar. It keeps you upright. It keeps it to where you can manage it and things like that. So there are options out there to keep riding, and that's the main thing. Yeah. You know, don't be a young prick like I used to be and think bad about people on trikes and sidecars mm-hmm. and such. They're riding. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, you know? ex- exactly. So I've got a customer right now that has a BMW GS with 101,000 miles on it. Now, the one that we're trying to sell it, but the one he's currently riding is another BMW GS with 140,000 miles on it, but it's got a sidecar. That guy, I don't know what his age is, but it, it's up there in age, you know, 70, he's older 80 than plus. Me then. Yeah, he's older than you. And he's still riding and putting a ton of miles on a bike, you know, more so than what a lot of guys will ever I put on a bike. I tip my hat to that guy. Right. There's a, there's a couple that my wife knows that they come down from Kansas City every now and then. I guess they're longtime family friends. And they're old. And when I say old, they're in their 80s. Yeah. And they have a trike. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're still riding everywhere, cross-country. They're retired, of course. Think nothing of getting on their bike in their 80s and hauling the mail across the country. That's the way I want to be. Right. That's what it's all about for legit motorcycle enthusiasts is it's about riding. It's not about entirely what you're riding, you know, for the the guys. That's for the young guys that are, you know, still peacocking. Exactly. When you get to be my age. You don't give a damn yeah. about anything as far as what people think. It it cracks me up and I see all walks of life come through the shop and you'll have the young guy on a super fancy motorcycle worth a crap ton of money. But then I look at the mileage on it and it's like 7,000 miles, 8,000 miles. It's a five or six year old bike. And I'm like, dude, yeah, you've got a shit ton of money in this thing, but you don't ride. But you think you're better than the guy that's got 100,000 miles on his trike but he's riding a trike. You're damn like, right. You know, that's ridiculous. That's what you need to take away from this conversation. doesn't matter what you ride. Just continue to ride. Yeah, exactly. I'm pro Harley. Yes. But I don't give a shit. If you're riding a freaking Honda Rebel 250, but if you're out there riding, like you're a rider to me. Riding the tires off it. Yeah, yeah. You're a motorcyclist. I don't give a shit what you're riding. And again, you know. I, Let's I, not forget the Honda Metropolitan. Yeah, buddy. I've been known to get down on one or two of those. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it just hits home. Don't be so obtuse and so close minded that it has to be about what you're riding and don't ride. You know, you don't log very many miles. You know, you're not, you're not that cool to me. If you got a badass bike that you never ride, like I, I could get down with a dude that comes in on something dirty that, it's not what everybody else wants, but the fricker puts miles on. Like, that's what it's about. That's what this whole podcast is about is getting out there and rolling, you know, go ride. That's the best part about the motorcycle industry. They didn't build motorcycles for you to look at. They built them for you to ride. Good deal. Well, until next time, I think you got the idea. Get out there, be safe and ride, whether it's on two, three, I'm not going to say four. two or three rails yeah just stay sleazy and be on the road that's it